and welcome. We're live here at Talk to Be Well, and today I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence here in Oregon. This is our third and final Talk to Be Well with our Youthline guests, and this week we're featuring the Central Oregon Youthline staff. We're very excited to have two Youthline team volunteers, Xander and Trace, and the Central Oregon Youthline Assistant Director, Mel Butterfield. The last two weeks we've heard from teen Youthline volunteers from the Portland metro area, but today's really special because Central Oregon used to be my home. I have a, a lot of a lot of my heart still lives in Central Oregon, and I'm so excited that Youthline went there to be of support for that community. It's going to be great to hear from the teams who are taking calls, not only about what's going on with COVID, but what's going on in general in our world right now. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. So, see, there's the wonderful disclaimer, and let's go ahead and get going. Welcome to Talk to Be Well. I would like you all to take a minute and introduce yourselves and tell me why being a volunteer and, and focusing part of what you do with your precious time on mental health is important to you. Mel, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, thank you for having us today. Uh, my name is Mel Butterfield, and like Robin said, I am the assistant director in Central Oregon, and I get the wonderful privilege of being able to supervise youth in this area and volunteering with Youthline, two of which are with us today. Um, it is all of the work that we do is so, so important. But before I share much of kind of my drive and passion and what that looks like, I think it's so much more important to hear it from the youth that are here with us today. So I, I want to actually pass the baton to them um, to share about who you are, what school you go to, how old you are maybe, and just tell us why this work is important to you. Yeah, so my name is Trace, I'm 16, and I'm a sophomore at Alpine High School. Um, mental health has always been important to me because of my own lived experiences. And you know, there was a time when a lot of kids at my school were just really struggling and there were some like school shooting threats and it really just hit me that if someone feels like that's the only way they can, you know, accurately express their emotions or just talk about what they what they're feeling, you know, there's something really wrong with how we address mental health and how we cultivate that in a society. And so I've just decided to try and get as involved as I can. Awesome. Thanks, Trace. Xander, how about you? Hi, I'm Ander. Um, I'm 15 and I am a sophomore at Ben Senior High School and I decided to get into the um, kind of the mental health scene just because I've seen kind of some of my friends go through stuff, say anxiety, depression and other things. And I decided I think it'd be a great time for me to help. And just I also really enjoy helping people. So, yeah. So. Tell me what a typical day is like on the youth line. What what happens? What's and and kind of remind our viewers what youth line does. Yeah, so youth line is a free confidential teen to teen crisis help and support hotline. So teens can call, text, chat, or email and get into contact with another trained teen like me or Xander and talk about whatever they've got going on. Um, it's available from four to ten p.m. Pacific Standard Time daily, and basically as volunteers we just take those contacts and help support them through what they've got going on 
Do you get calls from all over or just from Central Oregon? I want to give Xander a chance. He's got a little bit of a delay. I'm hoping that he can catch. Xander, do you want to do that one? Sorry, it's a little bit slow. I'm catching up. <laughs> So can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. Tell us about uh, your typical life on the youth line. And do you take calls just from Central Oregon or, or do you take calls from everywhere? Oh, we mainly, we get calls pretty much from everywhere. I, I think that was the question, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we get calls pretty much from everywhere around the country and then sometimes we'll get international calls but um yeah i think that's one part about youthline that is that is so interesting and awesome as a resource is that yes we are based in oregon we have two call centers we have one in portland one in bend um, and it's not just the line the lines work that these youth get to do so they're not just working a shift on the lines they're going out and doing outreach they're teaching lessons in local middle schools and high schools. We're doing events all over the place, which obviously that has shifted quite a bit because a lot of things have been canceled. But um, being able to have that resource um, and have it be available to really any youth that has an, a, a computer or Wi-Fi, a phone, a laptop or uh, tablets that they get from school, they can access this resource. So most, most often we get calls from the U.S., um, and just because of the way cell companies work, we don't get a ton of contacts globally that are phone calls we or text messages. Those ones generally are emails or chats. And we do actually get um, quite a few on those two forums that are um, from all over the world, which is really, it's such a cool thing that this is, it's, it's really a global project. That's awesome. So have your calls increased uh, during the time of, of this pandemic? Have you seen an increase? So I can touch on that, that um, we gather data continually all the time about what our calls are related to, our numbers of calls. Um, we have a, an expected growth rate that we have continued to, uh, to kind of carry on. Originally, um, we were averaging about a 15% increase every year. Um, that has, we've seen an uptick um, this year, but it actually started in January where we're looking about an 18% increase in, in call volume. So it's not related to COVID. It's not related to schools being out. Um, we think that it's, it is just that we've done a ton of work around visibility and awareness and making sure that youth know that this is a resource and they're using it. Um, that, that part to me is, is fascinating and awesome that we have, uh, since the inception of Youthline and, and being out there and letting youth know that this is a resource, we started with 500 contacts a year or years and years ago. Um, as of the close of 2018, we had 16,000 contacts. We're forecasted to hit above 22,000 by the end of 2020. So to me, that means that the work that we're doing and those event outreaches and going out and talking to youth and letting them know, hey, this is a resource. It's free. It's peer to peer. You can talk to teens your own age um, that if they know it's there, they're using it. And our numbers are reflecting that. But no, we haven't seen a really sharp um, increase based on the things that are going on, which also makes me feel like that's that's really good that youth are reaching out and they're just they're reaching out about the things that continually kind of stress them out, that there's not um, a massive increase based on the things that are happening right now. 
that's super helpful, Mel. Thank you. So I'm curious, Xander and Trace, um, and, and we'll start off with Xander here. Um, what kind of things do people call you to talk about? I can answer this one if you are good with that. Go. So, okay. So it, um, it's really all over the board. It can, it doesn't have to be a, like a huge, like somebody's actively harming themselves. It could be just place having a crumb day and they just kind of want to talk to someone. I mean, it doesn't have to be like they're about to kill themselves, but, um, we do get we get a number of high risk calls, but we also do get calls where people are just like broke up with their boyfriend or girlfriend and they just wanted to talk to somebody about it. Trace, how about you? What do you hear on the youth line? Yeah, so it's pretty much just a big selection, you know, no problem is too big or too small. And that's what we advertise on our like wallet cards. Um, so, you know, there's just like relationship and friend issues all the way to maybe suicide, self-harm and depression. And, you know, we receive training around all of it, which is really cool. And so we're pretty well prepared to address any contact out there. That's awesome. So what advice do you give to teens or what advice would you give? Because you've got teens watching you right now. How do you take care of your own mental health right now in these times of COVID when you're stuck at home, you can't really go do the things you would normally do, and you've been out of school since, what, March 13th? Um, how are you taking care of you? Okay. Um, so, you know, we talk a lot about self-care and what that means to each person. Um, sometimes that's as simple as just, like, taking a walk down the road which I do quite a bit. And then, you know, just exercising and just being aware and mindful of your body and being able to move. Um, I also do therapy and that's really helpful, you know, um, even though we're kind of like in a mental health field, you know, it's just as important to take care of your own mental health because it's hard to support people when you're not feeling the best. And yeah, just being, just doing stuff that makes you feel good and having those support systems in place. Trace, you bring up a really good point, uh, especially for those of us who work in mental health. It's essential that we take care of our own mental health and we practice good self-care. And I'm glad to see that uh, being a core principle of what happens at Youthline. Xander, how, how do you practice self-care? What do you do for you? So for me, what I do is I like to go on walks and stuff just kind of after, just to kind of clear my mind or whatever. And then um, also square breathing, which is something that you do. You hold it for, I think, three seconds. So you inhale for three seconds and then hold it. And exhale for three seconds out and then hold that. And then that just kind of clears your mind of whatever. Awesome. Mel, how about you? What do you do for self-care? <laughs> um, I truly, I tell all of these guys that the time that I get to spend with them is actually really healing um, and being able to, to just listen to the hope and the drive and 
the passion that these young people have around changing this idea that um, that like we want to remove the stigma around mental health and having conversations like that are so hopeful. Uh, so it's really it's tr truly awesome that I get to hang out with with youth all the time and just have conversations with with folks that have uh, like the ability to just look beyond themselves, I think is amazing. Um, and I do similar things than they all do. I, we practice meditation. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, we have ongoing conversations about different types of therapy and how that works for folks. Um, and getting outside, that's one thing that we absolutely get to take advantage of is that we live in Central Oregon and there's like, we're surrounded by the like beauty of this area, which is awesome <laughs> that we get to take advantage of that. And, and I'm glad you bring up Central Oregon because I think that's one of the questions that that some of our viewers have had. Is it, are mental health issues different when you're in a rural area than they are like in a in a large metropolitan area? Are the stressors different? Trace, do you want to take that one? Sure. Um, so, you know, I think generally teens face a lot of the same issues. And I feel like that's a pretty common thing around teens nationwide. Um, I live in an even smaller community than Ben's with about like 4,000, 5,000 people. And there's definitely like a lack of availability and accessibility for mental health resources. And that can be hard, you know, especially when someone's calling in and they're asking for help, but they're unable to get it in their community. Um, and then there's definitely some lack of diversity and inclusivity just because it's such a smaller community. I really actually wanted to talk a little bit more about, you bring up diversity. Um, there's a lot of conversations going on in our country right now about uh, racial inequality and a lot of protests and things like that. Are you seeing calls coming into the youth line uh, with people who are talking about um, their own experiences, their own um, experiences and, and anxiety related to, to all of this that's going on currently in our world? Trace, go ahead and start, and then I can I can help at the other end of it. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so personally, I've never had all related to maybe like a racial issue or anything like that but I do know it happens on the line and it's a really genuine thing for a lot of people um, I think especially during this time there's like a nationwide grief and stress around the death of George Floyd and you know I think it's very important to take care of yourself during that because it's a really real thing and just taking breaks from social media is super important um, well, I don't really have those experiences on the lines or my personal experiences with racism. Um, we have received lots of training around mental health and how to support people of color. And I was just in a training about like mental health in different cultures because mental health does look different for a lot of different cultures. And just learning how to validate their feelings and affirm their courage and strength for reaching out is a really important thing. And I think that just helps to create an environment where they're able to share whatever they want safely and non-judgmentally. Mel, what would you add? Yeah. Uh, that was actually what I would, um, oh, go ahead. Then. I think that we're all in our own. Oh, go Zander. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
So I was saying, I think that we're all in our own shoes and we have not lived through some experiences that others have. So therefore we cannot give advice. And um, I think that we, we can very much like, um, what's the word? Like, I'm trying to remember, it's like imp- empathize. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like um, show compassion towards them, but you aren't like in their shoes. So you've not seen what they've seen like felt what they felt so yeah yeah and i just want to add on to what xander was saying um you know we're we empathize with the person and we still provide the same support and like safe and non-judgmental place for everyone on the lines to share what they're feeling That's great. The only thing that I was going to add was um, that we have had youth reach out from kind of across the spectrum. We've had youth reaching out saying that they are dealing with the the fallout and racism and what that feels like to them and their own personal experience. And then we've also had youth reach out feeling hopeless and guilty. And I want to help and I want to be an ally, but I don't know the answer and how to do that. And what does that look like and feeling really strong feelings on both sides? Um, and being able to, just like both Trace and Xander just described, of just holding space for them and and giving them a space where it's okay to say whatever, whatever they're feeling, whatever they want to talk about. Because um, I think a lot of folks are struggling with where is it safe for me to have this conversation and ask questions and use the words and maybe mess up and say all the things. And so uh, this this is a really kind of a cool opportunity where they can reach out and know that they're not going to get judged if they, I'm going to say in quotes, because it's not wrong, but something that they might think is wrong, that they can ask questions, they can say things, and it's um, this free and open space where that can happen, which um, has been really powerful for some of the youth that have reached out just about that one thing, even though often it's not just that issue. It's a multitude of issues that youth are reaching out about um, and talking to our to our teens about. You know, Trace, you mentioned training and um, the, the importance of training, I, I don't think we can lose the importance of training for what it is that you all do. I know we've talked about training before, but I'm wondering how has your training shifted uh, with the pandemic, with some of the current events? Have you been doing some supplemental support trainings to help folks deal with these new issues? Um, yeah, I know that we've received a lot of like information just relating to COVID and how to support people who are contacting about that and maybe like how hard isolation is because it's a really hard thing. And we also, Lines for Life also just offers a bunch of really great and awesome trainings around a lot of different things. And I think that's really helpful for the lines because you know, you're always growing and educating yourself when people call in. Awesome. Trace, will you share really quick how much, because I don't think a lot of people know how much training you have to do before you get on the lines. And it usually shocks people how much training you have to do. So will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So we go through 63 hours of training and we get our youth mental health first aid certification, our safe talk suicide alertness, and then just like the youth line one. And then once you're a lead volunteer after like, six months of volunteering you get to get your assist training 
And yeah, you just go through a lot of training so you feel really good in your own abilities to support someone. And yeah. And they're all volunteering. They're volunteering. They have to do 63 hours right out of the gate before they can even get on the lines, which I think is amazing. <laughs> that is, that's a lot of training. Mm -hmm. uh, although I imagine, um, are you getting more volunteers now that people have a lot more time on their hands? I will say that we are getting a lot more inquiries, yes. Uh, but then we're also trying to figure out how we can um, provide the training to the same level uh, of that we have been before without being able to meet them in person. So um, yes, there is a lot more inquiries and interest in wanting to do it, which is awesome. And we're also being creative and how we can continue to offer that and have it be put at the same level um, and integrity that we were offering to begin with. Um, so being just creative and what that looks like for sure. That's okay. Awesome. I'm curious, Xander and Trace, you've been home since mid-March. Um, what is homeschooling? What has that been like for you to do your school online? I know we were talking earlier about the school iPads and things like that, but what has the, the homeschool been like for you? Trace, do you want to jump in and then I'll type it in for Xander? Sure. Um, so yeah, I don't really care. Oh yeah, I can get that. Much. Oh, sorry. But you know, it's definitely been a transition and really stressful for a lot of people. Um, I really like in-person school a lot more and I think it's really hard to maintain that even over like video calls. But it's kind of, it's just temporary until we can figure something else out. Sandra, how about you? How's, uh, how's school been? I think we might've lost him. I think Xander froze again. I will say that I have heard a lot of youth saying that they want to go back to school so bad. <laughs> uh, I know up here yesterday, we just had uh, our local high school just had their graduation last night and it was, Quite the event, uh, drive-through graduation. Who knew? But the best part about drive-through graduation was you didn't have to sit through the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> but it was amazing to see all those teachers and administrators who committed their entire day to one individual at a time. It was quite. It was quite a profound experience. It will be Absolutely. interesting to see. What are you looking most forward to when you get back to school this fall? Um. This fall, probably getting back to sports and say, I guess just getting to see like oh. my friends and learning in person. Yeah. That's awesome. I know for me, I haven't been in my office since, since March either. Um, it's been a, a really strange experience to live in the virtual world and to, get to connect with people, but I'm really glad Talk to Be Well has been able to continue uh, and has been able to be supportive out there in the community and bring services like Youthline to the forefront so people know. Um, as we come to the close of our time, I'm wondering if each of you could talk about, um, you know, what do you want to leave our, our listeners with about Youthline and why should people call you? Trace, kick us off. So yeah, I just think that hopefully our talk today helped destigmatize some of the fear around reaching out. And, you know, it's not a bad thing to reach out for support by any means. And 
being able to acknowledge that is a really admirable and courageous thing. And just that, you know, mental health is something that affects everyone. And, you know, you should take care of it just as much as you do your physical health. I would say just remember that Youthline is a resource for all youth, not only in Oregon, but across the nation and worldwide, that there's four ways that you can get a hold of us, call, text, chat, and email, that use whatever works and is convenient for you. And the one thing that I think is super unique about Youthline is that you don't have to be in a crisis. Like a lot of youth are taught that you can only call into a crisis line when you're actively in crisis, and that's very different than the work that we do. Um, if you're just having a bad day, reach out and, and get in touch with somebody. I want to thank my Youthline volunteers for being with us today. And thanks to you, Mel, too, for all you do. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's listening and sending in your questions and comments. If you're looking for help processing anxiety or any other medical questions, please visit Providence.org. And for parents, teachers, and students, please check out the Work to Be Well site at worktobewell.org. Work the number two, bewell.org. Those resources will be posted along with this uh, broadcast later. Thank you again. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, and this has been Talk to Be Well. <laughs>